This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. We are live in the Extension Studio at 530 on Main, brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. Welcome, everyone, back in the podcast studio today. A little rainy here in Evansville, but we do have market on Main. It's a Wednesday, beautiful day. Um, have a new sign. Our experience is a little different. Uh, Victory put up a brand mm. new uh, display board, big marquee. Reminds us a lot of uh, the good old days. Mixed with uh, brand new tech. So a little neon, a little LED, a little display board. Anyway, I'm already off topic. Uh, we do have a special guest in the podcast studio today. Mike Davis is at a big uh, Indianapolis healthcare conference. So Mike is unable to attend today. And in his place, we have a connector, Ben McGill. Mm. He is here from Extend Group. Ben, welcome. Tell everybody about yourself a little bit. Well, it's fantastic to be here, first and foremost. They've actually never let me into the studio. I'm usually too busy uh, picking up Sean's dry cleaning or serving his room temperature sparkling water, but no, <laughs> that's a joke. If that was <laughs> only the case. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but I've always got to help out with the podcast, and I've visited a few myself, and uh, I'm honored and privileged to uh, replace the great Mike Davis, and I will do my best to impersonate his uh, stoic and well-structured delivery points today. So, thanks for having me. I noticed he said replace Mike. He said replace. He didn't mm. say sub for. He said replace. I'll come off the bench anytime. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, we also have some amazing community individuals in here as well that have a very unique experience to Evansville, Indiana. Um, something that I have yet to attend. I've been to. I have not stepped in and like went in and, and fully engaged in the experience yet. Um, just because I'm a traveling dad right now. I am playing the season of travel ball dad and haven't been at home for more than maybe six hours an evening. But anyway, <laughs> back to it. We have Jeremy Utley and Caitlin Cassidy in the podcast studio today, and they are the owners of Fastest Lap. Fastest Lap, I could go into a lot of, a lot of things that I love about it, but first I want Jeremy and Caitlin to introduce themselves and um, tell us, you know, you get to pick which one goes first. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story and your journey and the experience that brought you here today. So start to finish. Ready, set, go. They're actively playing rock, paper, scissors on uh, who, gets to, <laughs> who has the burden of going first. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so before I got into sim racing, I was a BMX specialist at Fast uh, Dan's Comp for five years where I talked to people from all over the world, uh, helping with 
taking orders anywhere from helping them with making choices on products, uh, helping build custom bikes. After that, I went on to work for JNS Communications, where I was a two-way radio technician for almost 10 years. Uh, during that time, I got into sim racing as a hobby and started out with really cheap equipment and worked my way up. <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, as you're, I know there's a lot more to that. Uh, it's not just sim racing. You're, you're, you like cars. Oh yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. How'd you, where, where'd that start? Uh, when I was 16 and I bought a car with a slipped timing belt and I had to rebuild <laughs> both heads. Yeah. By myself. And what was the vehicle of choice? Uh, 95 Mitsubishi Diamante. Okay. Hmm. Not familiar? I don't, I'm not actually sure if I know what that is. Yeah, got the car for $1,000 and, you know, my dad just kind of stepped back and told mm -hmm. me what to do and I did it all. So I've always been a hands-on person. Yeah. I can read all day, but that don't teach me. Ben, I feel like those, those older models... Were easier to work on. Well, what I was going to say, because he, he sounds like he's not familiar... It's kind of like a bigger version of a Lancer. Mm, okay. Okay, cool. And how did you... Was Craigslist a thing back then? Is that where you found uh, it? Or? A guy I went to high school with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put yeah. it on Craigslist? No. I don't think <laughs> Craigslist was really a thing when I was in high school. How did anyone get anything done? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Caitlin, how did you... What, what journey brought you here today? What experiences has shaped... Uh, how journey. far back are we supposed to go? As long as you want to go. <laughs> I'm a creative pioneer. Like I, don't, I want to know the story. Okay, I well, know, I don't want to know thirty thousand. I want to like down to like a hundred feet. I'll go back a little further. Okay. And include Jeremy. Hmm. Uh, so I was born and raised here in Evansville. Uh, Jeremy is originally from North Little Rock, Arkansas. And God's country moved. Yeah, moved up here. He moved up here in the nineties, uh, but we and we both went to high school, but we didn't know each other in high school. But okay. we have mutual <laughs> friends. We met after high school. Um, <laughs> been together since oh seven. Uh, so we kind of like he talked about his job history. Mm -hmm. um, we both kind of. Uh, I, what is what am I what am I trying to look for? Um, <laughs> are we like you know did better like together? Yeah. In terms of our jobs and um, he got into the sim racing um, and like he said he started out with something basic mm -hmm. for and kind of worked up from there. Had three different uh, builds mm -hmm. at home before having something. Similar to what we have in the arcade, in the arcade now. So, hmm. um, and it was like what uh, the pandemic time. Mm -hmm. um, I racing got brought to the forefront yeah. with right the car to the front. Yeah, and we had even before that talked about doing something mm -hmm. because it, this has apparently been a thing in Europe for a long time. Yeah. um sim centers so because racing is like in the blood of europe i guess <laughs> a 
Like it's a big a lot of passion over there. Yeah, yeah, I think a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And um, so we already kind of had the idea, and then with uh, with the pandemic, mm-hmm. it just really we thought more about it and yeah. saw this small space come up, and we thought, you know, let's do it before somebody else does, yeah. and not start too big. See how it goes, and now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so. When you look at the, I went back all the way, Jeremy, I was talking about how, you know, that hands-on approach, you know, to, to building your own cars. And I know you, you have a couple uh, cars that uh, you tune, work on, wrench on, and, and show as well. Uh, how did that practical application uh, bleed over into the sim side of things? Uh, well, it goes back to being hands-on. Um like I said, you can read and read and watch videos all day, but until you actually have the tools in your hand and take the time to learn how everything goes together and how everything works. Yeah. So, um, I, with all the sims I have at the arcade, I've got everything measured down to the millimeter. So. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, when you go into fastest lap you are immediately greeted with four beautiful mm. simulators like they are uh the highest grade that i've seen even i mean we've been at pri mm. uh performance racing industries trade show uh in indianapolis and been in booths that are literally right next to an organization that ships these things out right and jeremy you've built these right correct these are your rigs correct they are custom. So I'm looking at a screen here that has the website on them. Tell the, the viewers a little bit about the tech that's in your facility. So you do have a 17 Newton meter, uh, force feedback, direct drive steering. Uh, the button box features uh, funky switches, which depending on what type of car you're driving, allows you to change different settings within said vehicle. Uh, you do have paddle shifters on that button box. Uh, the button box is from Asher Racing. Uh, we run 350 millimeter full leather Momo steering wheels. Uh, the pedals, you're looking at Huskinfeld, uh, which is a company based in the Netherlands. But <laughs> all three, <laughs> yeah, right. But all three pedals do use load cells, which mm. are not the oh. easiest to get to the floor. No. I will say that. Yeah, As someone brakes. who has very good calves, I struggle to get on that brake pedal. Yeah. And that's not even turned up all the way. What? Yeah. So you're looking at 110 pounds of force to fully depress the brake pedal. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So why Evansville? Why, like, you look at it and you look, go, uh, you know, I'm going to build this out. Right. This is... You know, this is the pandemic, pandemic, where, like, where we're at, like, uh, why here? Yeah, Arkansas boy, why Evansville? I mean, we do have a decent car scene here. We do have cars and coffee the first Sunday of every month. And we talked about moving to the east side, but we were both pretty much raised on the north side once I moved here. And not much to do on the north side anymore, so kind of decided Mm -hmm. to stay on the north side. Awesome. So, Kaylin, uh, what what connects you to to this entire experience? What what's your favorite part about it? My favorite part, yeah, <laughs> um, seeing people enjoy it when they come in yeah. and get excited about doing it. I think that's the best part, like seeing people's reactions. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people are intimidated by it. I mean, it is a learning curve for sure. Uh, we get people that come in that want to learn to drift. I've mm -hmm. seen people learn it within 15 minutes, and I've seen people, it takes two weeks. So That's why I haven't been there yet. I'm afraid it's going to take me two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, want five, I want it done in five minutes. Right. Can, I, can you get me there in five minutes? I feel like most people within that first 15 minutes. Oh, here we go. Minutes. Now I feel, now I got the <laughs> pressure. No, no, I mean, within that first 15, 15 minutes. minute session, like uh -huh. they get it down. Okay. Consistency is key. All right. Well, and one thing, I don't know if you touched on it, though, that wheel has good force feedback. So if the hypothetical car's wheels are spinning, the, excuse me, the steering wheel is fighting you the whole way. So if you're learning drifting, for anyone who hears this and wants to go try it out, um, don't wear a gray shirt. Make sure it's on the lighter end, I would say, because this stuff's a workout. Yeah, it is. Honestly. I mean, not, it's not some sort of crazy, like, hit interval, 30-minute fitness routine or anything like that, but, like, you will be sweating. Yeah, most, most people do get off of it sweating. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first time I did one of the drifting sessions, it was, well, that was dumb. I was about to say you guys were there. Of course you were there. But my it was me and my brother, and it was like early springtime, I would say. And so I had like a nice fashionable light jacket on. And uh, we got done with that first one. But like you're having so much fun, you don't realize how much of a sweat you're working out. Right. <laughs> like, we got done with that, and I looked at my brother, and he's, like, red in the face, and, like, he's taking his hoodie off. And I was like, yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, it's that interactive, and, I mean, it's that immersive. Yes. Like, you guys did such a good job replicating that. And, by the way, I'm happy they have wind simulators, too. There's these little, t these little tunnels that shoot off uh, from behind the steering wheel, and so it kind of encourages you to go faster so you right. can get, like, wind through your hair and kind of cool you off a little bit. Yep. But you guys did do an incredible job building all that. Thank you. Was, credit goes to Jeremy on that part. Well, you didn't have sure. to say that to everybody. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to admit it. Tell us a, a little bit about, like, the location and the, you know, Mike's not here, but when we, we talk about, you know, the physical experience and how someone is greeted and what can one expect when they walk into the fastest line? Well, I mean, when it comes to new customers, the first thing we ask is if they've ever been here before and, and if they have any questions. Um, I mean, even before that, we're greeting them. Yeah. Hi, mm -hmm. how are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll ask if they have anything in mind. A lot of times they don't. We mm -hmm. make recommendations for them. That's a good point. So uh, Ben talked about drifting. Drifting's not the only thing that you can do, right? Like yeah. how many different tracks courses vehicles race gear like what what can you fabricate for the individual within the fastest lap on a simulator pretty much anything they want with four wheels yeah what well that's not entirely true four wheels or two legs well yeah <laughs> you can race you can race a t-rex or cats or a cat mm-hmm <laughs> Sorry, I would just be really? absolutely remiss if that didn't get mentioned somewhere yeah. in here. So, <laughs> But I think that speaks to, like, sure, you guys are physically here in Evansville, but you have such an immersive, I'm just going to call it a portal, mm -hmm. basically, that can really deliver you to any track in the world, right. as long as it's built on there. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, any car from any racing discipline, it doesn't have to be a race car either, right? Like, I'm sure you can load up a Ford Focus or something right. cool like that. We have go-karts. Yeah, street so. cars... 
Um, mm -hmm. uh, Anything from dirt to street. Yeah, so yeah. the different racing se uh, scenes, like w which ones do you cover? You said all of them. Name off a few. Sure. Because uh, I know you have trophy truck and some other things. Yep, yeah, we have sprint cars. Um, we have four tens, wing, non-winged, uh, 305, same. Uh, we have midgets. Um, obviously the trophy trucks. We have rally cars. Mm. I haven't tried those yet. I'm too scared. We also have F1 hard. and GT3. Mm -hmm. mm, GT4. GT4. Yeah, we have Jinger F1. Do you have Tri-State Speedway on it? No, but we do have comparable tracks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a common question around yes, it here. Is. Of course. Yeah, because Tri-State Speedway is like one of the centers, right? And at least in this region where... Well, we were skeptical on getting iRacing when we first opened because we weren't sure the audience we would get. Yeah. And as soon as word got out, yeah, we had a lot of people in there wanting to do sprint cars. I Oh, and we also have modified, a super late model. So. Does anyone just do NASCAR? Yes. We've had, yeah. Yeah, we do have NASCAR. I, I don't know why, but I always forget to mention NASCAR. I did. Hmm. I won't get too deep in like my opinions on motorsport. As a huge race fan, I couldn't have come along for a more perfect podcast. But like, it just kind of blows my mind. I mean, you can really race anywhere and get the mm -hmm. full experience. And like, it's kind of like how when the Google Map thing came out and you could like do the street view, right? Right back in the day. And the first thing people would do would go to their own house. And I'm like, you could have yeah. went anywhere <laughs> and yeah. saw anything. Mm -hmm. And the first place they go is their driveway. And so, like to me, it's like. Why not do something so, like, fun, exotic, Formula One, rally cars, wherever, mm -hmm. but the first thing they do, apparently, is what? Come in, throw $20 down, and say, like, NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I didn't expect it to be as difficult as it is. NASCAR is a lot harder than it looks. You just think you're going yeah, okay. left the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. there's so much more to there's it. There's a lot to it. Yeah. I mean, basically, for anybody that's familiar with iRacing, we have every car and track that's mm -hmm. available on yeah. racing yeah. and then our other game is that of course uh i mean we of course have all the stock it's fully moddable stuff but yeah there's modded Content. cars and tracks on there so anything from real life tracks to also fictional stuff that individuals have created and <laughs> and we've been able to mm -hmm. um implement yeah fictional like the t-rexes and also obviously <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's funny. So you're in the business. Tell us about the evolution of eSports. And, you know, I know the University of Evansville just released e-gaming as a, an actual curriculum. I was at uh, St. Francis in Fort Wayne, and they had an e-gaming, like, coliseum. Tell us about the evolution of that and, and the just your thoughts on how quickly or how long it took for that evolution to happen. What's your mindset around it? I mean, it's once it took off, it really took off. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with reverse engineering because now you're start, starting to see a lot of these products more affordable to the average consumer. Yeah. So. Well, I don't want to. I want to like let any surprises out of the bag, but like you can actually find your way to an actual race team through mm. this stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been done. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Which is pretty cool to think about, right? Right. So, I mean, that right there should tell you how much it translates to real life. Mm -hmm. And actually, I mean, there's, I know of a couple videos you can watch on YouTube of people um, doing that for drifting as well. Uh, like they learn to drift and then they had the opportunity to get in a professional's drift car and try it for real and they like got it they know right it. away yeah and there's tons of people that have played a set of corsa for a few months you know up to a year take out their personal car to a local track and they nail it first try mm -hmm. yeah there's some cool stuff going on in august there's going to be a, uh, a movie on the big screen that comes out about an individual who made it to the to the you know ben's favorite Right? Uh, F1? I didn't start. Oh. Um, well, no, he didn't make it to No, me. F1. Sorry. He made it to, uh, what was it? What series was it? There's so many different. We're talking about like, Grand uh, Turismo. Yeah, Grand Turismo. Was Grand Turismo's coming out. Is well, it a GT series? Well, I remember watching the show when it came out, and the guy who actually made it through, um, you got a seat on, like, uh, I can't remember exactly what series, but it was, like, the GT3 kind of series. I don't remember, like, what exact one it was, but... There's a few of them. And then I think when they made that prototype for Lamont, I think he got to maybe sit in it. But yeah. that program lasted like three months. So, <laughs> But the experience of being behind it and, and feeling it, I actually had Melissa watch the uh, the trailer this morning, and she's like, wow, that can happen. Yeah, yeah so. I think it's so cool. I'm excited for the movie. Yeah. So uh, that movie comes out, but it is uh, it's a – for those in Evansville and the surrounding area to really, if, if you've been through it, you see it, whatever, like that's how you are connected to the world. Like, right. You can play any, like, as far as I understand, you can connect us to any other series and someone could compete right. at fastest lap with correct. somebody in, let's say Argentina. Yes, correct. So we can open our servers. We can make them public. A lot of people like to keep it just with their friends and family, of course. Right. Um, big problem with that is once you let the public in, you don't know if they're going to wreck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can do the same thing with a set of Corsa, uh, like my drifting server I keep open. So we do get a, a lot of random people uh, from all over the world hopping into that server. All right. Well, when you uh, when you think about Jeremy, you're a you said you're a hands-on guy. One of the questions that Mike always asks is when you think about a product, you know, and and how it is designed. What's a what's a product that you think is designed well? Like something you can't you don't even notice. We've had people talk about keys, iPhones, all those oh, things. Oh yeah, I would definitely have to go with the iPhone. I've been an adopter since 2007. Yeah, I've, I've tried Android they're nice, but I'm stuck with what I know. Yeah. You know, uh, I heard on the way into work yesterday that somebody actually sold a first-gen 4-gig uh, iPhone for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I wouldn't tell mm. that. Mm. Was it, like, never used or something? No, it was, it was used. Wow. It had the box, and it was multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Which I was immediately taking hours and putting, because I have one through ten, mm -hmm. almost 
mm. perfect condition all the way through. So I was like, I'm taking those to the safe. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my mind's so kind of blown about that. I mean, because I thought I had one. I was using it using it on T-Mobile. And this is before people were jailbreaking. Yeah. So well, I waited in line for the first one. I waited six hours to get oh, home. Wow. At the uh, AT&T store on Green River Road. Yeah. Wow. Six hours to get my first iPhone. What did you do? Uh, I was, I mean, it was kind of a, almost a vacation day. People were like, you're really going to wait and get in line? And I'm like, yeah, this is the next thing, right? This is something that I have to have. Because I had like a trio and I had some of the, quote, smartphones at the time. And mm. uh, I just had to get my hands on it. Right. And uh, we immediately started making apps right after that. Because why not? Um, why not? I mean, yeah, that was that that would that would have been smart. <laughs> yeah, we did. Time, right? We did. So we made a whole bunch of. We tried. Uh, we made entertainment games. We made educational games. But then it became more of a uh, situation where we were building more apps for people. Uh, you almost had to have a business wing just to invest in. Because I mean, I I have a wireframe for a golf app. I had one for like what team reaches today for because youth athletics was huge into my. I'm like, man, to be able to track batting average and be able to do the lineups on the fly and all that stuff, yeah. like <laughs> what an amazing device to be able to do that right. and do it anywhere. So I wireframed all that out, but we really got busy on just unfortunately making money and building apps for other people. Uh, and I burn out on that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Which impacted the other thing, mm. the motivation to build your own and, and go do it. It was kind of like, I've ah, been there, done that, and I wish I wouldn't have done that. But I've learned. Right. I've learned a little bit. So, you know, what is, when you talk about the iPhone and your innovation, Kaylin, what's your favorite product? What's something that you design extremely well? Probably my watch. Yeah. You know, it's funny because Jeremy had an Apple Watch before I did. And I thought, oh, it's not really, it's not going to make that much of a difference. And and honestly, my job at the time, I really couldn't, I couldn't have one while I was working. Mm -hmm. And so it just didn't, I'm like, I could only wear it outside of work. It didn't seem, anyway, I finally got one. Because, of course, they were running some deal like buy one, go one. I'm like, I'll get my one mm. for myself. And now I can't imagine <laughs> leaving the house without it. It's just so nice and convenient to not have to take my phone out of my pocket. Mm. I don't know. Is yeah. that... It seems very first world no. problem. No, no, no. That's I fair. absolutely... Uh, <laughs> so... When they came out, and I, you could take the call on it, right? That's and you could, you know, responding to the text is a little difficult. You know, you get the apps or whatever, but it it has a very practical, like yeah, it really untethered me from having the phone, mm -hmm. whether I was walking or running or whatever at the time, and it was keeping track of health and all that stuff. Um, one thing I don't know if you've experienced this though, but I didn't really have problems with the phone in my hand when I was driving, going back to racing and cars mm. in general. Never really had a problem with my phone, but I've almost had a couple rear end accidents where I, oh no, I'm like, look, like <laughs> the really goes off and I go like this and I look at my watch and I am right there on the bumper of somebody. Hmm. <laughs> I will the, the say, watch did that to me. Right. I, I was tired of getting notifications on my watch for stuff that 
I was not important. Yeah. So I like really narrowed down what you were getting. What pops from. up? Yeah. So I know if it's if it's going if my watch is going off, it's something I need to look at. Okay. It's good advice. I need to turn some of those off. I think I still get Twitter updates. And, yeah. Mm. Like I don't need that. Yeah. yeah. That's noise. Yeah. Good. I uh, I don't get those updates on my Rolex, but I mean, <laughs> from what you guys are telling me, I would know. Oh, big money Big <laughs> Rolex. So what? Uh, what? Um, what uh, manual or uh, automatic uh, winder do you have, Ben? Um. <laughs> Sorry, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and somebody was talking about like, you know, the watches, uh -huh. and then when you have the watch, it's not the fact that you have the watch. It's like what, what holder or what case is it in? And then uh, what automatic, what shakes it? So mm -hmm. is it steel? Is it mechanical? Is it hmm. da -da -da -da, like it? It's the next level. So you get to the level of the watch, and then the next level is what case is it in, mm. and then what's automatically winding uh -huh. it for you, and what's the mechanism inside of that? What material is that made out of? <laughs> you show me that video of this this guy that cleans watches those are cool yeah. yeah and i had no idea what was inside of a watch i mean the tiniest pieces and i thought well no wonder they're so expensive <laughs> yeah you know mm -hmm. that's i love it but this is i've always went to this since the apple watch came out yep as much as i want one i know i like i would have it and it does that but I can't not not have the Apple Watch. Yeah, I need. I, I just have one, and I'm the only one in the studio not wearing an Apple Watch. But um, I actually have the Series One, and it, it finally it can't make it off the charger or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I love that Apple's done is like they brought this kind of great technology, and to people like me who are kind of like casual fans of technology, I guess, I like having it, I like having it at my disposal using it and they've done a good job of like curating that to people like me watch this pivot now i think you guys have done a really good job of doing that as well because you've talked about the specs of what you have there and so to people who love the tech like sean like you and jeremy can sit here and just talk about that all day and like my eyes are going to glaze over a little bit like i enjoy watching the passion but i just can't really keep up with it you know but it's crazy that you guys have brought something so technologically advanced and then cultivated that into an experience where someone like me can like interact with it so much right. so like how do you think like would you say you like you have more of a passion for like i'm, I'm just going to be general and say like tech or like building or creating things or are you like just that because you're a car guy and that came along or like what was the source honestly a combination of all of it kind of a I, cop out but that's okay yeah <laughs> i i think jeremy loves showing people technology yes like jeremy loves technology and he mm -hmm. he likes to get the latest and greatest i think he likes to see what technology can do mm -hmm. but then he loves to show hmm. other people that technology yeah and yeah. so i i think that's really been well we actually have a guy driving from springfield missouri today uh, that will be here around three or four that wants to open his own sim racing center arcade and really has no idea what he's doing and i'm going to kind of show him how we run our day-to-day mm -hmm. -day operations yeah. wow so very cool 
I gotta ask. I've noticed it a couple times. Is it a sim facility or is it an arcade? So oh, the this reason is a that's deep a good question. question. Yes. Yeah. The reason we call it an arcade is that what most people are familiar with mm -hmm. in the United States. Okay. If we were to call it a sim racing center, I think most people wouldn't understand. Yeah. It, they might be confused. Correct. I don't know that people when you say sim that they understand what what that that, that is short for simulator. Mm -hmm. and what even a simulator is yeah. mm -hmm. so we tried to keep it as general as possible and to something that people could relate to right so we're going to use this as a uh, research moment uh at the end of this they're going to tell you how they can you can get in contact with them social media da, 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 da. yeah so uh let us know is it a simulator or is it an arcade is it a sim facility or an arcade? Which one's easier for you to comprehend? I think the term is becoming more generalized, mm -hmm. but... Arcade is becoming more generalized? No, no sim. sim. Oh, sim racing facility. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah. Or center. Don't they... Is it centers in, mm -hmm. in Europe? I Art. thought it was cool that it said Coliseum at St. Francis. It was like a... You know. Interesting. I've but it's pretty that. tough. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, it is crazy the way esports has exploded, and I mean, it was really on the up and up even before the pandemic. Oh yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But like, it blows my mind because I mean, I follow a lot of like the esports organizations and everything. I've talked to a guy who's a, he'd be like the equivalent of a, like an NBA scout. Right, okay. but he does that for esports. Right, and he gets paid a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And like, we genuinely have stadiums and arenas across the world that are selling out to watch people do, like, I mean, their land parties or whatever you want to call it. I but mean, like, look at Twitch. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's so cool that it's like so out there like that. I, it's we've had multiple podcast. Uh, Doctor. Um, was on two podcasts ago. They actually have just started at Mitchell. Uh, mm. They've started a whole in high school, like getting students connected I to a career. In that was good. Yes. Nice. Esports. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of conversation around it, and it is. It's it's connecting. It's real time, and uh, so tell me about what. Like, I can go in and just, you know, plop my information in. Like, I can register with you. What is the experience like? Can I just come in myself? Can I throw a party? Can I bring in just my family? Like, how does one get to experience Fastest Lab? What, what are you built for? All of the above. Uh, we do accept walk-ins. Uh, recommend booking on Fridays and Saturdays for sure. Um, if you do want to book a private event, whether it be corporate events, birthday parties, uh, we recommend that you contact us by email or call us, and we will get that taken care of for you. Um, we do have a page on our website that talks can, about yeah. the private events, pricing, and mm -hmm. um, what you get with that. And then there's a form you can fill out there that um, we'll get your information and we, we contact you. Um, as far as you know booking or walking in i mean you can come by yourself mm. you can come with friends i will say if you come with friends you get a discount okay and people so you know 
So is it by the minute? Is it by the hour? Is it by the race? How's it work? So we break it up into 15-minute segments. Um, of course, if you want to do a 30-minute race, you can do that, but most people are tired after a 5-minute qualification and a 10-minute race. Either that or they want to switch it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, try to get as much like in as possible. I think most people want to experience what they can yeah. in that time frame. But we get guys that come in that will do, you know, a 15-minute practice, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 30-minute race, yeah, something like that. I mean, so the sessions are 15 minutes of drive time. Mm -hmm. and But if, let's say, you want to do an hour, you can, we, we can customize that to your liking. Yeah. However you want to split that up, um, it's, we're, you know, we're flexible. I was going to say, if anything, it's harder to, like, unglue yourself from those things. I mean, yeah. personally, every time I'm there, I try to find more excuses to, like, keep playing and keep racing but i mean i don't know it's you can't just kind of like have a quick session at fastest lap i mean you gotta commit a whole evening to that right i mean you will yeah. one way or another and like that's why or not. we Wait. learned real quick that people come in they're like well we just want to try it for 15 minutes and then they're ready to play well, yeah you saw we've, it <laughs> we've learned that we charge people after they're done because they'll come in for 15 minutes. They're in there for an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So instead of, you know, having multiple car transactions, car transactions, yeah. just because <laughs> the, yeah, nine times out of 10 people are like, I want to go longer. Yeah. I don't think I want to keep going. Knew what to expect. Yeah. yeah. So you have, do you have special events? Do you have any kind of like, challenges do you how does that all work well we do have our fastest lap challenge it changes cars and tracks every two weeks and whoever gets the fastest lap wins a free hour which is a 45 dollars value uh, to enter it is ten dollars for 10 minutes but most of the time we get people that will do it from anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes <laughs> because 10 minutes just isn't long enough mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you can enter as many times as you would like yes. okay so I'm saying there's nothing like, and I've seen so many people do that. They'll be like, oh, we're just going to do this one race, this one challenge or whatever. The session ends, they take the headsets off, they look at each other, and they're like, you know, run it back. No, no, no. Like, my friend beat me. You're like, I didn't get that time I wanted. Like, no, we can't. Yeah. We can't stop now. Yeah. Some healthy competition. Oh, yeah. And then we have, um, we've done car meets. So it's not necessarily a car show because we're not doing any judging. Yeah. But it's just okay. a meet for car people. Um... Or anybody that just wants to see cars, we get some pretty cool ones out there. We'll have a food truck sometimes come mm. out. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Two Buds Barbecue. If you haven't had it, it's so good. <laughs> come to Myriad so I can sample you sometime. <coughs> Continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've done watch parties. We did do a watch party for F1 oh. last year and followed it up with a tournament. Very We've cool. had some people ask if we were going to do that again. So we ha we haven't. Well, we are Vegas planning be a big one. the Chili Bowl in January. Oh, yeah, Chili Bowl. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have a group renting us out for the Chili Bowl. Okay. So it's probably my dad, man. Honestly, I mean, he always does <laughs> some sort of thing like that. Cool. I, it's pretty impressive, like with the space you guys have, and kind of going back to Are you a sim? Are you an arcade? Are you a car meet place? Mm -hmm. Like, I think you've done a good job of being, honestly, just like a hub of like passion for whether that's like tech need experience entertainment racing whatever 
I feel like uh, you guys kind of have it all. But like, how do you cultivate the experience more for people who are like brand new to this or heard about it just kind of being something else to do that isn't putt putt or laser tag? Right. You know, like. But there's also like, there is that. I don't want to go in and not how to do it and not how to talk about it. Like, how do you bring that to the forefront of making it accessible? So we typically start them out with low horsepower vehicles such as a Mazda, yeah. Yeah. A Mazda Miata Cup I'll quit. car. I'll quit. It's 160 horsepower. Uh, typically try to put them on a easier track. Um, we give them full assist, so ABS, traction control, stability control, a driving line, which is green is go, red is brake. Um, when we have kids come in, we actually have presets for steering, which is a lower force feedback. Oh. And we also turn down the brake pressure. Uh, so from going from 50 kilograms, we take it down to about 20, 25 kilograms. So it's easier for them to fully depress. Yeah. The brake. Yeah. Kids. Um, uh, we also, so both the seat and the pedals are on seat sliders. So we've had kids as young as, you know, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, be able to play. We also have booster seats. Yeah, booster uh, seats. So that way they can see over the steering wheel. We actually have some adults that have to use the booster seats. And we give a full <laughs> that's rundown. Okay. It is okay. <laughs> it's just the seats sit very low. We give a full rundown to anybody that's new yeah. as far as getting in and out, how everything works, mm -hmm. make sure you know they don't have any questions. We've thought about making a video to kind of help with that, but I think us doing it is more personable. Yeah. So you're not gonna you're not gonna belittle anybody that walks in and says, "Hey, I just want to try this." Absolutely, Absolutely. not. That whole no. that whole. We've had know. the full spectrum yeah. in there from the novice to. Oh, yeah, I've been doing it the whole time too. People right. that are that are more experienced and maybe have a sim set up at home. Or like literal race car drivers too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We get people that race in real life come in there. Yeah, and what do they say about the place? I mean, they keep coming back. Well, they, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, of course, but I, I think what Ben's getting at is um, they talk about how it does translate. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we had a guy in there. It's been a while now, but he raced F3 mm -hmm. in real life. Good for and him. And he got in there. They did the F3, and he got out, and he was like, that was just like the real thing. Mm -hmm. I think his only comment was his um, field of view. Right. Uh, which is totally adjustable. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, had he mentioned something to us, like we could have even changed that for him. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're right there the whole time. And so, like, if someone needs help in the middle of it, I mean, we're watching and we're there to help. So, it's it's for anybody. I mean, I know Jeremy mentioned kids, so you know, <laughs> we can we can make adjustments for anybody. Yeah. It's fully custom customizable. Um, I've had friends go to some other sim racing centers and one of their complaints were that the steering is the same across all yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah. Where I've went through and I have race settings, I have F1 settings, I have drift settings, and of course I have the kid settings. I have kid settings for race and then I also have kid settings for F1 so that way, mm -hmm. yeah. Because your lock to lock is different. Correct. Meaning the yeah. steering wheel, <laughs> I know, yeah. the steering wheel does not turn as much as in F1 as it would in like the Miata Cup cars right. that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, we've 
tried to be specific on that. Everything here is, like, so well thought out and so planned. Like Sean said at the beginning of this, like, you walk in and, like, it just feels, like, legit, like, very professional. Which is nice because Evansville is not the biggest town. It's not necessarily the smallest town. And so sometimes you don't get that kind of quality in anything. Um, we talked a little bit about your backgrounds, but first-time business owners, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So was there anything in the past that kind of prepared you for this? Any experience that was, like geared towards this because if i didn't know any better i mean i would have thought this is like not your first business or it's been around a lot longer or something like that uh i mean my dad is a business owner uh oh. caitlin's stepdad was a business owner apple so. didn't fall far from the tree mm -hmm. okay okay i guess yeah i mean having those people in our lives and like seeing them do it mm -hmm. we thought we could definitely do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's still, not to say it hasn't been a learning experience. I mean, oh, I still definitely. learn new things almost daily um, when it comes to running your own business. Um, but How's it running a family business? Mm. I enjoy it. Yeah. 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 People ask me that all the time. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, yeah. you show up at work and you're... Your quote one way and then go home and it's like oh, another way. Okay, I didn't understand the question yeah. at first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. We we've always we're like each other's yin and yang. Oh yeah. my! God. Look at that. Because <laughs> yeah. he's got his um, niches in terms of mm -hmm. like you know he built them right, so he knows all the ins and outs of the simulators. I'm kind of in the background, like, doing the books. Running the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. So, like, we both have our areas, and it just kind of meshes together well, I think. Does it find its way to the dinner table? Uh, Jeremy makes sure yeah. that does. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. I've always, had, always have new ideas. and Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I guess that is one thing. I feel like when I go home, I kind of just want to like mm -hmm. turn that off. Yeah. But he comes home and he that's when he has ideas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's okay too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm uh, a, I'm constantly thinking of ways to improve the business. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, with Melissa and I. It's always like most people know like that role and what's going on and. Like, how do you have that moment just to have away from extend time or whatever it is? Do you guys make a, do you have hard stops or anything like that to separate, like, second gear, third gear, fourth gear, which is family time, personal time, work time? Vacations. Vacations. I mean, yeah, we've been, you know, last year was hard because we had just opened in the spring, and so all summer i mean it was just me we didn't have any employees it was just me and jeremy running it um so i felt bad we didn't do it we have a son he's 13 now so he was 12 last year and we didn't do a whole lot last summer with him mm -hmm. and so now we have employees uh we made it a point to take a legit vacation in june and then we're just kind of doing little stuff uh holiday world this past monday um, next week we're going to do, I felt like we like to go camping and we right. haven't been able to do that in a couple of years. Um, camping is a lot to prep for, so it's not full on camping. <laughs> um, but we're going to go take a trip to Brown County for a couple nights. Ah. So just trying to make time to 
uh, do things yeah. together. So how easy is it to uh, delegate all the authority and responsibility to those new employees? Say, oh, it's all yours. Take it and go. We really lucked out yeah, with our it was, employees. Yeah, it was. It's hard to find people that mm. know mm. the game, the software. Um, of course, there were a few things I had to show them, but yeah, yeah we lucked out. Sometimes it's uh, for the small business owner who's built it up. It, it does get a little little rough, but it sounds like you've had the a nice transition. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't say enough. We got really lucky in that regards yeah. to find the people that we have. Um, I mean, not to say we haven't had to. I, You talked about them knowing the software. I think we had to train them more about customer service than yeah. how to run the everything. The expectation, right. what yeah. it means to greet someone, how to, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that has its challenge in its own, but mm -hmm. I feel like. That's not too difficult compared no. to learning what you have to do to get someone set up in one of the simulators. Right. Perfect. So. So I'm going to ask him my question again. Um, obviously, there is a feeling and an emotion that when you walk in the fastest lap and if you walk in the first time or you really look at what you, you know what you want to come and do, um, is there a place for either of you that's really made you emotional like when you walk into that space you you know something's different and it can be positive emotions yes. too by the right. way like amaze yeah yeah or, like you didn't walk in and just start crying yeah right? no, does, no, it no, no, be, <laughs> does it need to be a closed space no it can be anywhere like a, yeah anywhere like holiday world you know i was just thinking about that actually because I have been to Holiday World I don't know how many times. Mm -hmm. And so I have so many memories there, whether mm -hmm. it be going with my dad, going in high school with friends, mm -hmm. um, going with our son when he was little. Mm -hmm. So I, Holiday World to me is like, like brings a lot of joy just for, for that reason right there. Yeah. Jeremy, you have a place? Mm, probably my grandparents back in... They've both since passed away, but back in North Little Rock. Yeah. They were both therapeutic foster parents, and watching them deal with hundreds of foster children really helped shape the person I am today. Mm -hmm. Man, amazing. That is incredible. Yeah. Wow. See how quick this goes? We're 50 minutes in. Right. 50 minutes in. Boom. Right so we'll through it. <laughs> we'll do a halftime. We'll knock it Do a halftime. We'll go, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners are going to have a, you know, part two of this uh, at 530 on Main, brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. <laughs> as we transition into the wrap questions, the wrap-up, right? Um, we got three questions that we typically ask, and then we get into the pod de deck sec section there and uh, try to figure that out. Um, so when you look at everything in the world we've talked about products but what brand person um, do you think has the most authentic experience for their customer today like who's doing it right mm. that's a good question by design yeah yeah <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to give it to Apple again I was thinking the same thing yeah I think they come up a lot. It's right, just so, they're so intuitive. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times, like, on our side of the field in this industry, like, uh, they always come, like, them and, like, Nike's the other kind of usual suspect when it comes to not just making that product, but delivering it and, like, inciting emotions into people and, like, mm -hmm. having that positioning that they do. I mean, I, I think everyone always kind of points a finger to them, so... Yeah. I think any company that is um, guessing, or not guessing, but knowing uh, what people want, uh, like before they even know that they want it, yeah. like that's that's what I want to strive to do with Fastest Lap, you know, like be ahead of the curve. Well, yeah, the curve and just everybody's even just knowledge i guess to be ahead of knowing what they even want yeah mm -hmm. oftentimes you just you know you don't have to list it in a bullet point list on the sales sheet you should really talk about the experience that it gives you right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so um looking into the future over the next i know you have some big things coming up um what's one thing on your your list that you're looking forward to experiencing in the next 12 months expanding expanding tell us a little more well we are currently in roughly 1200 foot space uh, roughly Small. yeah a thousand feet of that's only usable uh we're moving to a 5400 square foot space boom we will have multiple bathrooms instead of using a that's a big one tiny bathroom yeah it's like the size of a closet <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'll have more space for private events. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll party have, rooms. Yeah, party rooms. Uh, we'll be doubling initially on Sims. Mm -hmm. So we'll be going from four to eight, and we plan on having 16 at one point. Yeah. So. How long yeah. does it take you guys to assemble, build, manufacture one rig? Or is it easier because you got the blueprint now? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it took me, the first one took me the longest. Even though I had one personally built at home uh this one i designed for more practicality instead of just for myself so more adjustability mm -hmm. for yeah people. so his at home is is made for him right uh so the whole like seat slider and pedal sliders like the, that that is something he hadn't really dealt with until we opened so yeah so wait a minute like uh you do this when you go home too I used to. Not anymore. Not as much. No. <laughs> Is it because now you have the space to do it at, or? Yeah. No, it's still at home. Um, yeah. The only reason I really keep it is if I need any backup parts, which I actually have. Right. So, so if you're going, like, you have four now. How I know that hands-on, like engineer, like I want to do it, and and I want to fix it, and I want to make sure, like. Oh, how often are you testing each one to ensure that they're as close to one another as possible? Every day. Yeah. Every I, day. I stay up to date on software every yeah. day. Mm -hmm. Feedback pressures, like all of it. Mm -hmm. Somebody that is connected. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, can I add something yeah. else with the new space? We're also looking at serving food and beverages. Food and beverages. Right now you have what? Just Red, Red Bull. Just Red Bull. We Here's love Red Bull. They've yeah. been great friends. 
So I'm not <laughs> trying to, I'm just saying that's all we have. I re we really have very limited space yeah. <laughs> right now, so. Yeah, we're looking at possibly serving beer and wine, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Drinking e-driving, baby. We get a lot of people yeah. ask if they can bring beer, and yeah. fortunately. Yeah. No. yeah, no, not a thing yet. No. Wait, we'll well, so well, give us a timeline. Like, I'm. Are you thinking fall? Are you thinking spring? Next summer? Fall. Yes, we're shooting for October. October. I don't yes. know if it'll happen that soon, but we're we're well, we're hoping. Yeah, we're we have to wait on renovations. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And is it far away from home? Uh, home being oh. where you're at right now, like no, it's literally across the street from where we're currently located. Hmm. North Park Shopping Center. Yeah. Yeah. So, North Park Shopping Center. It's right across the street, over in the it'd be the east side of um, First Avenue is where they're currently at. They Correct. Be on the west side in the the big shopping center, right? Yep. Are you in the? Isn't there some history of an arcade or something there? Or is that not the same space? Yes. yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, it used to be Kipley's and Godfather's. Yeah. Uh, El Patron has since taken over the kitchen side of that space. Yeah. Uh, so the arcade portion of it still remains. It's been vacant for, I think, 15 plus years. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be doing a lot of work for us. And uh, we'll be able to add a kitchen. So. Love it. Big things coming. Yeah. Um, and for those who haven't experienced it yet, get in, experience it today where it's at, and you'll be able to be part of that journey with Jeremy and Caitlin as they go to the next level. Take it up to, you know, kick it up a notch, right? So um, before we get to how people contact you and find out uh, when they can book The Sims, we have the Poddex interview questions. It's a random this you know it was it showed up on my feed social knew that uh, we had a podcast or something it was listening and it showed up and I ended up buying it about a whole set of these things but it's just a random question who wants to pick the card who wants to pick the question yeah you should probably pick since he did the first oh, answer yeah. at the beginning mm -hmm. yeah I think that one swung back nice. nice and you don't have to answer it this is a it. very obscure question. Okay. What I kind of like it, but it's also morbid. How would you <laughs> like to die? You got that one? That one's not supposed to be in That's there. in the... Oh, that, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Let me see. Yes, it does. How would you like to... What on earth? <laughs> my That's already been... I was going to say, can you just yeah. like, answer that question? You can go ahead and answer it. Jeremy answered it. Go ahead. In my sleep. In your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, he was a not believe. knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Okay. Can we do another one? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Let's do another one. Okay. Another one. That one's actually been asked. How's it? Oh. Okay. I don't know how it made it back in the in the box. Here you go. Pick one. Right. Pick one anyone. Oh, this is good. How this would you like good. to die again? You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I get a second. No. All right. Which living person do you most admire? Hmm. Living, which living person? Am I supposed to answer? You can answer. Yeah, you picked it. Hmm. I mean, 
it's a good question, but I don't know if I know the answer. <laughs> well, I mean, you can think about some of your passions, people you maybe follow on social media, who inspires you the most, um, who you keep up with, I guess. It doesn't have to be anyone famous, I suppose, right? Right. Something to think about. I admire. Jeremy, can you think of anybody? <laughs> It's all you. Oh, oh man. man, that's tough. I know. I mean, who do you listen to a lot? Of their oh, I thought Jeremy was saying oh. he admired you, Caitlin. That's actually, well, yeah, that that's, been, that's where we're going. <laughs> that would have been smooth. I could say I admire Jeremy. Well, you guys kind of already had your cute little moment earlier, I so know. I mean, we don't really have to. <laughs> um, you know, and maybe this is. I don't know, too taboo to mention, but I admire Joe Rogan. Okay. Intriguing. You have to. I think he reaches both ends of the spectrum very well, mm -hmm. and I think he's done his business well. I mean, his business is himself, right? In yeah. a sense. Personal brand. Yeah. yeah. Making it and scaled it and everything. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's admirable. Interesting. Sean, do you have someone you admire that's alive? I have a lot of people I admire that are alive. I have mentors mm -hmm. uh, to and from um, celebrities. Um, not really. Uh, I, I do. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know on that on that side. I know I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts. Um, mm -hmm. My uh, Mine one just left this, so I've got to find the next one, the person that I admire the most. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to Suzanne Dimsey, who is uh, at a better place in time. Uh, haven't had anyone replace her yet, so that was in April. So, too close. <laughs> too close. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? I was going to say the financial guy you listen to quite a bit. Oh, I swear if it's Dave Ramsey. Oh, man. <laughs> I haven't listened to him in a while. Her dad. Wasn't it your dad? My dad turned me on to him, yeah. Mm. I mean, it is inspiring, right, to listen to that, to see where people uh, well, you can do come from the very, they're, they're, they're digging themselves out of a hole, mm -hmm. and you hear how they become successful, and that is, I mean, it's very motivational. Yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, just, it's, pressure against the flywheel it's don't quit right um as long as you have a process work the plane and the plane works right and the dedication to keep that um you know you know what i i'm gonna who do i admire most um i admire the 11 12 girls that walked off the field last weekend um uh, my softball team southern indiana vibe um uh, probably not picked to finish second in the nationals by any shape or form mm. played through five games 10 hours of softball against teams that uh statistically they should have been uh probably lost to by big margins but they showed up and uh they listened to a coach that said champions find a way and a few coaches uh you know a few coaches i mean we have four coaches that just man, you know, know each player and know what each one needs. And they went 
the distance at the Great Lakes Nationals. I think there's 25, 24, 25 teams. Uh, went into the loser's bracket Friday night, and we're kind of like, okay, well, what's next? And then they showed up and went through a rain delay, and then I'm going to give them a shout-out. I mean, I admire every one of those because it was kind of like, it's like that's not the way everybody saw it. And they listened, and they believed in each other, and somehow, some way, the Southern Indiana Vibe are the Great Lakes Nationals finalists and almost beat a team that hadn't been beat yet. Had them down to three outs, two runs up, and just, you know, I won't say we didn't get it done. They're champions in my mind. So I'm going to give a shout out to them. I admire all 12 of those individuals that were out yeah, there. Yeah, that's this awesome. After five hours a day. That's no, five games, 10 hours. Five games, yeah, that's crazy. 10 hours. Two of the games, like the one, the champion, quote, championship game was uh, seven innings, mandatory. You had to play seven innings. If they win that, they force an if game because they were in the loser's bracket. The team that they played, the Missouri Gators, hadn't lost yet. So they go and beat them and beat them handedly and just hit the ball, hit the ball, and just quiet. The whole place was just kind of like ghostly quiet on the other side. And then all of a sudden, boom, we go into the finals. It's 90 minutes or seven innings. We went the full 90 minutes, <laughs> up by two runs, in the bottom, I think it was like the fifth inning. And it's 9.30 at night. Yeah. It's, they got to the ballpark at 7 a.m. And it's hot. And it's hot. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so I admire that group. I mean, I take my trash out to the dumpster back in the alley, and I come back, and I'm like, right. I could use a breather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'd love to say, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I could say, yeah, they should win the Nationals. But technically, where we were at, and, like, we were we were top, I'd say top five team there. But I don't think anybody uh, other than our team thought that was going to play out like that. And I'd be darned if it didn't. It was... Uh, we started with uh, Champions Find a Way. That was God delivered to me. I, I don't know. It was just I started talking about it. And I'm like, I don't know why we're talking about championships here. We're in the loser's bracket, da 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 but Champions Find a Way. And that was the mantra through the entire day. Find a way, find a way, find a way. And they just kept digging. Mm. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. On to the last question. How do our listeners connect with Fastest Lap? Jeremy and Caitlin. Social media? Social media. Yes. So our, uh, dang, what is that called? Your handle. Our handle. On there it is. <laughs> yes. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is My Fastest Lap. Our website, same, myfastestlap.com. You can book online. You can contact us through any of those outlets. And... We're located at 4215 North 1st Avenue in Evansville, Indiana. Would you like a phone number? Phone number. Throw it out there. 812-492-0072. Boom. There you go. That's how you get to experience sim racing here in Evansville, Indiana against the world. It's really, really cool. It's an amazing experience. Like I said, when you walk through the door, you feel uh, you feel it. Mm. You are welcomed, and the gear there is like none other. Jeremy's done an amazing job putting the, the whole uh, 
simulator uh, experience together. Uh, and uh, if you really want to know more, sounds like uh, maybe even some custom builds in the future, uh, probably the guy you want to talk to. So um, with that, Ben, thank you for uh, filling in for, I think he says his, or my sidekick is what he always says on the, the podcast, Mike Davis from VPS. Oh, thank you for filling in there. Never called myself a sidekick. Then. No, that's that's what Mike usually says, <laughs> sidekick. Proud yeah. to be here. Honor and a privilege. So with that, any closing words, anything uh, we didn't touch on that you'd like to share? Okay. I'm seeing a lot of head nodding. It's been an amazing conversation. Thank you. Uh, hour and eight minutes in, so we are over. I would always like to uh, request that if you like this podcast, please share it, like it. Uh, we're on the team here at Extend Group. does an amazing job of making sure that I think it's on almost every streaming platform uh, that you can listen to a podcast on. Uh, share it. We also have a uh, form on the VPS Architecture site and the Extend Group site, so you can go to vpsarc.com and uh, you scroll down, scroll down to the bottom as I hit the table, as I tell people, or I, I ask people to not do that. <laughs> yeah. vpsarc.com, there's a big at 530 on main logo at the bottom, or at extendgroup.com, there's a big at 530 on main logo down there. You can listen to any of the previous podcasts on it. You can link out to your favorite streaming platform, or you can say, I have a suggestion for someone who wants to be on the show. Please let us know. That's how we fill these spots. That's how we have amazing conversations about what's happening here in Evansville and in the surrounding uh, tri-state and the region, uh, which is a lot of amazing things. So um, as we end this at 530 on main episode brought to you by VPS Architecture Extend Group. Caitlin, Jeremy, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Been fun. Ben, once again, thank you. Until next time on at 530 on main. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.